Yo, 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 what's up, Sooner fans? This is your host, Jeremiah Hall, formerly number 27 on the field, but always number one in your hearts. Here with me today, you know who it is, my right-hand man, number nine on the field, the Braden Wait Room, Willie Willis. And this is the podcast on the prairie. Be Willie. Jay? Nah, that feels good. feels so good <laughs> man just like old times Wait, for all our, for all our listeners we decided to give danny and jaron a break this week because uh back in our day <laughs> 2021 um me and brayden had a loss during our uh our year recording the podcast and uh, we remember after that game like we we did not want to record at all. So now we have the luxury of four former Sooners and you'll see our interview here with Nick. Um we decided to 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 give them the week off and just you know, uh Danny's healing up, uh Jaren's doing his thing. They need a break and it's well deserved. All right. So yes, uh, no no bad blood. Yeah, no no bad blood for the boys. We're just cutting up some slack. All right. I feel like that's a yeah, good that, big brother move. Yeah, this was all on us. And that's the that's the benefit you get when you got some big brothers on the podcast too, man. You don't have to get on there after your first loss of an undefeated season. So Yeah. As a matter of fact, we didn't even tell him. <laughs> we totally forgot to text him. <laughs> I mean, we kinda told him a little bit, I yeah. guess. Yeah, we did. We we <laughs> said, uh, yeah, we told him we were like, y'all, like, we're, we're, we might record without y'all. But that was, like, Sunday. And so yeah, it's currently Wednesday. Yeah, it's currently Wednesday around 9 o'clock. And they're probably getting out of practice thinking that they might have to record. So we should probably text them. Now that'd be all right. Yeah, that'd be okay. okay. they probably yeah. not even thinking about it. Yeah. Anyways, B. Willie, what's up, man? Bye week. How you doing? Talk to me. Man, I'm feeling good, man. Bye week. Just got back home today. Uh, Dad had some oxtails ready, some oxtails, some candy in, oh, some, some beans, the ham hock in it, you know. I mean, mm -hmm. he was over there working, man. So got to come home and eat good. Then I saw my dog. I haven't seen my dog since uh, July. Mm. So, man, I was happy to see her. I'm got to get her up there somehow, but, you know, trying to figure out that the logistics of it. Um, but other than that, man, it's, it's, it's good, man. Bye week. Bye week is a lot different in the NFL than it is in college. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Well, what's, what's, been, what's the biggest difference? You know how in college, you know how bye week in college is, man. Bye week in college is, Hey man, yeah. you know, we're, we're not going to take this week off. We're going to go even harder. Actually, this is a work week. We're going to go even harder. And we're gonna sharpen our iron and stay ready for the next opponent. We're gonna have two. We're gonna have an extra week on these guys. And the NFL, it's, it's like ball camp week. We're working, man. And the NFL, Monday, it's like Tuesday, and Wednesday, full back. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have a regular week of practice, and we'll give y'all Friday Friday afternoon, Saturday and Sunday off. Nah, I know, not in the NFL. And in the NFL, it's like, okay, we're going we're gonna to watch the film on Monday. We might get in a day in on Tuesday. And then after that, y'all get out of here. I don't even want to see y'all. They don't want to see us. We don't want to see them. We gone. Yeah. We healing up. We, you know, get, taking some time for ourselves, man. It's a long year in the NFL. Hey, you, you know what I thought was funny about that? Well, well I, I know I always say this. I was there for a short time. But – the coaches look at the off time just like the players do. They'd be like, all right, y'all, we out. Peace. 
gone. Oh like, yeah. Kyle was like, yeah, our, they'd be our ready coach for was like, Yeah, he's like, you know, I view our season as, you know, our season ends, right? Like when we this is before we about to play Cincinnati, you know, we're, our season ends after we play Cincinnati. Like that's how I view it. I'm gonna give my all this week. I'm gonna put it all in there so I could be dead and then I can have a break afterwards and recharge and all that other stuff. They be looking forward to the breaks just as much. So Mm-hmm. How hey. how many days you got? Uh, technically it's technically five. Oh, yeah. I mean, really, a little bit of yesterday too, because we we had a day, but it wasn't like a full like you know. It was half like day, regular day. So it was, yeah, it was like a half day. So technically, like Tuesday afternoon on, we we're kind of off until Monday. We, we report back on Monday, but bro, you know what I would do. If I like, if I was you and I didn't, you know, miss my family or have anything like that, and I was just single, I'd probably like have a flight booked to Mexico or something Tuesday night. A lot of people get, do get back. Yeah, a lot Friday of people do. Morning. We got guys going to, like, you know, you know, wherever else. I mean, there's guys at resorts right now. There's guys all over the country, like going down, you know, further in uh, like southern LA or southern uh, California, not LA, southern California. Uh, but yeah, we do have a lot of guys do that too. I just figured it's my rookie year, you know. Just I lay low for the for the first year, you know. We'll we'll figure something mm-hmm. out afterwards. We almost thought about going to Napa, like having a little, getting a uh, like a hotel room or Airbnb in Napa and just kind of exploring out there. But we might do that uh, Thanksgiving. I have a Thursday game. We might do that after that game. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Hey, I saw the picture that you posted on Instagram of the oxtails. Actually, I thought that was mom's, so that was pops. That was pops, man. Pops throw down in the kitchen. He throwing it down, man. Okay. Hey, pops, pops be, hey, his oxtails. Yeah, he be, he be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> he be doing that. I, I he see, can, I he can do the one. I see where you get it from, though. I see where you oh, get it yeah. from because you stay. You stayed grilling steak when you was in college. Oh yeah, I don't. You know, I don't ever. I don't know if I ever uh, told the fans about that. I, I was a vivid griller, and I smoked ribs, and you know, I, I cooked all the time. Like in college, I was throwing down. Like I, I, I might have to send Alex or uh, you know some pictures so he could post on the podcast page. But I used to, hey, I used to throw down, man. I yeah, for real, but. Yeah, so yeah, I get Maybe honest, man. My family likes to, they like to cook, man. You should have been with Coach Riley before he he posted that brisket. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't get a hold of him before that one, man. I ain't get a hold of him. <laughs> be like, Y'all can't blame on, me coach. for that one. Come on, Coach, come to be Willie Crib. Hold on, let me get you right. <laughs> <laughs> let me get you right, man. Just show you some pointers, man. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Hey, no, nah, man. Let's uh, let's talk about you, man. Let's. Uh, I feel like we haven't talked about you enough on the on the podcast this oh. season thus far. Oh man, I miss talking about, about you. me. Come on, yeah. Hey, just hey, real quick though, just so the fans know, my head is still clean, but my beard <laughs> is coming back in though. There my beard coming back in. Hand, look at the smile. <laughs> boy, them boys hey, are gonna give you a hard time when they get back on the podcast about not growing that hair out. Hey, man, man, forget them boys. Nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, real talk though. Real talk though, B. What was I think? I don't. I don't want to jinx it because last time I said something like this, it didn't go so well. But um, I think I might have found me one. Ooh, let's knock on some wood, cause the, the public don't know about. The, I mean, they know a little bit, but not the overall. Let's knock on some wood, man. I don't know, Jay. You put it on a podcast; it normally don't go well. Hey, man, look, it's gonna all be I, I, all. I'm look. I'm 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 put it this way, right? Okay, so. Last year, I feel like I was in a very emotionally vulnerable situation. You know, I, I had just got cut. 
I didn't Fair. know what I was going to do with my life. You Fair. know, I had um, I had failed one of the exams that I took. You know, just life, life, life was looking very blurry. Okay. You know, but I feel like now my eyes are open. 2020. 2020, straight like that. You know, I got God <laughs> first in my life. I got God. Go. Look, look, look at my shirt. God got mm. me. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Amen. And uh, she got God first in her life, too. So I think, you know, when you, put, you put all Winner. that together. When you put Winner. it all together. Winner. Yeah. Winner. <laughs> hey. Hey, real quick though, too. I, I know this ain't a relationship pod, but I'm I'm happy. I'm, I'm gonna tell you how it happened too. So I was at my sister homecoming, right? Shout out, to, <laughs> shout out to Winston Salem State to the Rams. Okay. Know what I mean? All right, I was posted up with the bros. You know, just ate me some chicken. Okay. And uh, I was waiting on my sister. I have very good signal, and so uh, I was just sitting there posted up. She, I had my shades on, had my beanie on, had my mm-hmm. t-shirt out. I mean, t-shirt on, tattoos is out. You know, I was just sitting there looking all straight. Trying to look good. Trying to catch uh, some. Yeah, man. She was walking. Basically, if he was fishing, for all the folks out there, if he was fishing, he already had his he had his line and his reel out there already. Like it was already cast. He just waiting on something to bite. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just you know, playing it cool. You know, I was (laughs) I wasn't disturbing the waters, but at the same time, I was my my net was there. Yeah, it's there. It's so uh, she walks by. And uh, I look at her. I take a step towards her, but I see her take a couple steps towards me. Then she looks back at her friend. She's nervous, right? I'm like, hold on, let me let me let me play it cool. And so she chuckles with her friend. She comes back over towards me. She's like, hey, what's your name? I'm like, Jay Hall. We kick it off, right? She's like, what you doing? Long story short, she's like, what you doing later? I'm like, uh, I ain't really got nothing planned. I was like, uh, you're not going to a party or anything. And bro, she hit me with this. She was like. I'd rather get to know you. Ooh. <laughs> a lot of pressure then. I'm with it. I'm with it. So, bro, we go and get ice cream later that night, bro. And shoot, you know, well, here we are today. So, that... I ain't going to force it. <laughs> I ain't going to force it. Hey. Hey, but, um, there you go. Look, man. Look, man. Looks like I don't need hey. your cousin after all. No, no. Hey, we like a little woman with uh, confidence now. We hey, like no, a little... look, bro. She's working on her PhD. Oh, oh, Who she got fair, bro. She's smart, and, and she got confidence. Hey, I'm gonna look like a real lover boy if I mess this up. So I'm just gonna be quiet. Yeah, go ahead. And, yeah. I'm, I'm, Next subject. Yeah. Any, anyways, y'all. Um, man, I don't know how much I want to talk about Kansas. I, I, I think we'll just leave that. Like, we're gonna get back to you, man. Talk, talk to me. How, how's your, how's your rookie year, man? Where, where are you at? Well, what's good with you, man? You know what? It's it's a weird vibe, man. You know, it's it's different. You know, I'm used to playing. I I've been not played. Since I've played football, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, for a little background for all the fans, I know that not everybody's a Niner fan, and, you know, they might just be tuning in for me. First game against Pittsburgh, I was inactive. And mm. so, for everybody that don't know, there's 47 that could be dressed on game days out of the 53, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you have – and say if you have, like, a guy that's on a 53 that's hurt, Right. And you you and you have to put him down. You have to enact it. You have to put him inactive. You got to bring a guy from the practice squad up. And usually that mm-hmm. means another guy from that 53 is not going to be able to be up. Right. So it's a whole all, all these things. And there's a lot of different ways they try to piece and, you know, puzzle it together. But, you know, the I played the I was inactive the first game. The next three I actually played. I actually got snaps like I was in there. Got a little Game player check. performance. Yeah, Game a little check. player performance uh, bonus, you know, coming in at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Got vetted. That was three games, got vetted. And then since then, I haven't, you know, I haven't been active. And that's okay. You know, just just trying to uh, buy my time. And like I said, it, it's just different because I haven't never not played, right? But 
at the same time, like I, I know the deal and I could be patient and, you know, I know when I get out there, I'm going to make the most out of it. So I'm just excited waiting for that opportunity, you know? Mm-hmm. I know exactly how you feel, my boy. Hey, side note, we're going to come back to what you just said, but do you ever feel like your face gets tight if you don't brush your beard or comb it out? Face gets tight. Like, I don't, like, dry? Like, I don't, I don't know, bro. I like, feel like I, that in the mornings. I feel like if I don't brush my beard, then, like, somehow it leads to a headache. I don't know if they're correlated. I feel like when I get up in the morning... And say if I get up in the morning and I don't do anything, like I don't pick it or nothing, it's going to bug me the rest of the day because now yeah. it's all tangled and it's all yeah. matted. And mm-hmm. like now I'm like trying to pick out the tangles and the mats and it's just, it's not a good situation, man. It, oh. Then then it looks even rougher than, <laughs> than it did when you wake up. Mm-hmm. So you get, hey. you got to put that pick to the beard, man. Yeah, that's why, that's why, honestly, that's why I ain't grow my hair back out. <laughs> Oh, look at him trying to trying to use that as an excuse. <laughs> look at him. I see you. Oh, hey, so you've been starting your whole life. You're normally used to being one of the better players on the field. What has this time period been like in terms of making sure you keep your eye on the long-term goal, like staying ready. You know, what, what are you doing or who are, who are you keeping in your corner to make sure that like, Hey, like, you, you know, I, I, I got to stay ready no matter what, or, um, you know, there, there's a further goal out there. Is there anybody in your life that's holding you accountable or, or, or keeping you fresh? Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I think my mother, first and foremost, I mean, my mom's always been there, you know, and so I, I, you know, we talk a lot. If anybody knows me and my mom's relationship, we talk almost every day. Let her tell it. Um, but yeah, we talk almost every day and, you know, she, she's the one that can keep me very level headed because she'll keep it real with me no matter what, you know what I'm saying? Like if I'm mm-hmm. not playing well or whatnot, she'll tell me you're not playing well. I'm playing well. She'll tell me you're playing good. You know what I'm saying? Keep it up. So she keeps, she is very level-headed and that keeps me very level-headed. And then I think my girlfriend also does a great job. You know, I kind of use her just to kind of vent a little bit. You know, if I, I feel in some type of way about whatever process, I use her to vent a little bit. But during this time of, you know, the last four games of not playing, you know, not being used to it and everything, I think I've circled back to like why, I do this because at at a certain point you're get to a point where it's like, okay, you know, like there's other things I could be doing, but I choose to do this and why. Right. And I think I, 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 you know, I thought long and hard about it. I was like, why, why, what's my why's? Why do I do this? And I thought, and I'm like, okay, well, first and foremost, I I, I can't be broke. Y'all. I like nice things. You know, I like, I like nice things. I just can't be broke. So, and then also for my future and present family, I want to be able to say that I did my job in terms of being able to provide, like I did my job in terms of setting my kids up for success. I did my job and, you know what I'm saying? My parents raised me good and I did my job in being able to, you know, whatever right so that's mm-hmm. that those are those that's my why that's one of my whys and then the second thing is i got a little ego about my legacy you know what i'm saying my whole life i've been told that i couldn't do this you know i've had it you know rough whatever i had to fight for everything i i've gotten right so like my whole life it was like you're too small or this or that whatever so all that is like always been driving me to be like okay i'm i'm about to show you wrong right so I think that's another thing. Like my 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 ego won't let me just quit easily, and also I I, I want a legacy in this. Like I feel like I walked into the NFL and it was just like college. I got there and I was like, wow, like I could play here. And not only can I play here, like just you know, be a guy. Like I could be a high level player here. Now it's just developing into that high level player, right? So uh, and then like you know. I just want to be the best. I want to be the best tight end that's ever played, whatever. You know, I just want to be great. And so I could be kind of an inspiration for guys that grow up like me. Or 
inspiration to guys that may have not grown up like me, but you know what? They have similar attributes as me. Maybe they're not the biggest, maybe they're not the tallest, but yes, they look at me and they're like, you know what? He did it off of pure willpower. So I can do it too. You know, so those are the two of my whys. And I think those two, like reflecting on those two over the past couple of weeks have really given me a lot of drive to just get up and attack it every day and, you know, give my best and just be the best me I could be. Mm-hmm. Here, I'll, I'll talk about two things. One, uh, the first one being your backbone, your mom and your daughter. And, and two, uh, I'm going to move into. Yeah, I mean, oh. Um, I don't got one of them yet. Well, I don't even know where that came from. Your mom and your girl. Ooh, Jay Hall. Ooh, you trying to whisk a daughter on me. (laughs) We we haven't talked about that. No, we we have not. (laughs) Um, Good. (laughs) All right. Your mom and your girl. And then two, your why, because I I think I want to touch on my why now as well. So I, I feel like that oftentimes men, especially we don't talk about what stuff in general, like oftentimes we don't talk. And so I found myself speaking to my guy friends and just thinking about what I need in general. You know, I'll ask, Hey, do you want feedback? Or do you just want somebody to listen? Do you want feedback or do you just want somebody to listen? Because it's hard to like, just keep stuff all bent up, you know? And I realize now that I'm not playing anymore and, you know, I get anxiety a little bit more than I used to because I don't have football to, to just get it out of me, you know? And so I found myself having, longer conversations with people like my mom or um, a close friend of mine because like I I just got to get out all my thoughts and sometimes and I'm sure you can relate to this but I I don't necessarily need solutions like don't mansplain things to me I just need to just get all my thoughts out you know yeah and and I feel like kind of vent and just let it be out there in the universe you know just kind of then it'll help you think about stuff yourself you know what I'm saying once you put it out there and you're like okay this is my next plan of action Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing that I want to talk about the sec, my second point is 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 what is your why, and I'm sure you can relate to this, um, but I had to learn that you know at, at first it was football it was you know uh, the legacy the, the the money, um, go make a change, but right. and and I I knew this before but I've kind of like doubled down on it even more and but really the hoodie, you know, something that's everlasting that I, I had to figure out, man, like what, what, what is my drive now? Like, I know I'm working to be a financial advisor, but like, is the money that important? Is, is, is the money really what I'm aiming for? Or am I trying to change lives? Okay. 100%. Um, am, am I telling myself that because I really want to do it? Or am I telling myself that because it sounds good? Mm-hmm. You know, and then it's like, okay, okay. What, what, what am I doing? to actually fulfill what's eternal, you know? And and so for me, I think I've doubled down on my accountability because like, I don't have the the coaches there in my ear all the time. And I'm sure that you've also had to do the same because in the NFL, nobody's going to just tell you what to do. Otherwise you just get replaced. 100%. And so uh, let's talk about how, do you think that you've grown and, that department, like just self-reflection, self-accountability, um, you know, being able to analyze what you have going on. Um, what, what's your mindset on that? Yeah, I, I feel like I've grown a lot. And you know what? I don't think it's um, a result of me being in the NFL either. I think that uh, in college when I had got hurt in 2020, and there was a time where I wasn't playing. And I, I think you can attest to this. And I think 2020, I was playing my best ball ever. I think I was in my best shape. I, I felt like I was, you know, my fastest, my strongest. Like, I f- feel like st- like still that version of me, there's still stuff that I, me current day still needs to get back to, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, 
I felt like that was going to be the year, you know, and then I ended up getting hurt. I get COVID the first game and then second game, tear my knee up. You know, a lot of people don't know what happened to my knee. They just know I was out. Tore my knee up and tore like three out of the five ligaments that were in there or four out of the five, whatever it was. Tore my knee up. It was real bad. A lot of people don't know because I came back later in the year. I wasn't supposed to come back that early, but I came Mm -hmm. back, braced up. But during that time of those five games where I was out, you know, I did a lot of reflecting there. I started writing. I I got closer to the Lord. You know what I'm saying? I brought my faith with me and I've had some real conversations with myself. And I felt like, you know, when I was talking to mom, I felt like my mom, I felt like everything happens for a reason. And I think that was God preparing me for future battles. You know what I'm saying? And I think if he would have gave me everything I wanted to, when I wanted it, my junior year, 2020, say I would have had a great year. I would have went left when and got drafted, whatever the case may be. I don't think I would have been ready to handle what I'm going through now as well as I am, you know. But now that I've been through something like that and I know how to handle it and I know how to conduct myself and still stay motivated and everything, I think that, that was just him putting another tool in my, my tool belt, my arsenal, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I think that I'm a well uh, – I'm well prepared for the occasion and I don't think it just now started with, you know, getting into the NFL. So I've learned sometimes pieces have to be moved or taken away in order for you to draw closer to him. And I'll be real. Like, I don't think that my relationship with Christ would have grown as much as it should have or could have if I hadn't got cut, to be honest with you. Like yeah. I it, like before it was there, but August 16, 2022, the day I got cut, that's when it was like, man, like I ain't got nothing left. Right. And I can confidently say that the J Hall today is not the same J Hall that was then. And this is a joking matter too, but sometimes I'm like, Lord, what? I mean, like, maybe I could have done both, Lord. Like, you could have kept me in the NFL and maybe. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mean, it would be nice to still be playing ball. I mean, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. But no, man, that's, that's great stuff to hear. We should talk about that more often. But. Ladies and gentlemen, moving on to the next segment of our podcast, our lovely interview with Nick Bonito. Coming up next. All right, y'all, we need to take a break to talk about our sponsor, Homefield Apparel. Homefield Apparel is dedicated to diving into the archives and history of each school. As we talked about before, they discover unique logos, mascots, and iconic moments to create thoughtfully designed apparel that you really won't find anywhere else, okay? They have great attention to detail, which you can see in pieces like the Play Like a Champion, Ringer T, the Vintage Quarter Zip, the Roughneck Shirt, and, of course, the 2023 Softball World Series Champ Celebration Shirts, all right? plus. The clothes are exceptionally comfortable. We know you all are wearing OU gear, so if you need an addition to the game day wardrobe, check out Home Field, and we will have an exclusive promo for our listeners. Y'all heard us say it before, Prairie 23 gets you 15% off your first order. All right, find what you want in the car, add it to the car, and use the code Prairie 23. Remember, y'all, the I comes after the A. All right, that'll get you 15% off. Check them out. All right, y'all, hailing from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, standing around 6'3", 6'4", 230, 245-ish. Second-round pick, former suitor, one of the best in the country. I got Nick Benito, man. What's up, Nick? Appreciate you coming on. Say what's up to the people. What's up, big dog, man? Happy to be on here with y'all boys. Bro, we we all ain't talked in a minute besides, you know, the few minutes we got before on here, man. How you doing, man? Just just talk to us. What's good with you? You're flying home by a week. I know you got a flight in the morning. Yeah, man. Going? Flight in the morning. Uh, trying to go home, see the fam for the bye week. Just get away for a little bit. And then eventually next week, come back to work. And that's it, man. Mm-hmm. You see me. Uh, I'm on the same type of time and I had to get home, man. Yeah. <laughs> had to get home. Yeah. Braden, were you in the facility this morning? Or today was like Nah, today we didn't have anything. Uh, yesterday I was in a facility. 
kind of for a good amount of the day. But I couldn't get a um, a fly out of San Fran uh, yes last night evening area. So I was just like, I'm just going to leave out early in the morning. So I got here around midday, about 12 or 2 here, 1, 2 here Central Time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Y'all got any plans for the bye week? Uh, no, nah, not really. Really just you hanging drill? out, you know I mean? getting to see family i think we're you know i'm a november baby and my birthday's coming up so i think my uh family's gonna have a little get together here on saturday to celebrate an early birthday for me because i'll be gone back off to in the bay for my birthday so i think that's what we do saturday other than that chilling i'm surprised you and the girl ain't doing anything hey speaking of nito you and light skin still together or for sure, man. You know that's wifey dog. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. All uh, right. Man, y'all will find here, man. Oh, you can't do that. She doing, nah, nah. She doing good? She nah, still, she she still playing? She, yeah, she actually, they just finished right now. They was in the Big 12 tournament. They just took an L, but uh, now nah, they had a good year this year, though. Yeah. Okay. Because what they were, they won the Big 12 as soon as she got there. Right. Yeah, they won last year, and then this year they were like fourth seed, and they ended up playing a good team too in the tournament. So, mm-hmm. for all our listeners, Benito's girlfriend, she plays soccer. She Sir. was at OU, but then she transferred to West Beach. So uh, they ended up winning though. So I don't know. The is there like y'all still trash talk? Nah, I mean, it's like she don't got no ill will for OU. Like she always loved it, and like the memory she had there, but like. Yeah. I don't know. She just kind of happy that, like, you know, she ended up winning there and, like, OU is where it is right now. So, like, she ain't even tripping for real. I feel it. Fair. I feel it. Hey, man. All right. Folks, first thing we're going to talk about, we're going to put this behind us real quick, this Kansas recap. All right. Um, Nick, the fans have heard from me and Braden most of the year. What, what did you think? What do you think about, one, the overall Brent Venables team since you've been gone? And then, two, Give us your thoughts on Kansas. I mean, just like the improvement from like last year to this year, I feel like it's tremendous. Just like, um, you know, I feel like last year, like we had so many like spots where we played good and then it would fall off and then we go back on, you know what I'm saying? Where like this year, I feel like we put a lot of like a lot of good complete games together. And when whether it's like on all phases of the ball, you know, whether it's on defense, offense, special teams, seems like, you know, a lot of those phases are making big plays every week. So, I mean, just, that's good to see the consistency there. And um, it's going to be scary just because that's only, you know, year two with him. So I can only imagine down the line, um, the more and more guys he starts bringing in and the culture he starts to build, it's it's going to be nice to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It seems like they were on a good run up until this past weekend. You know, I've been talking about the offense all year. We've had Danny, we had Jaron on here. Um, let's talk about Danny real quick because you were there when Danny was there. Yes, sir. What have you seen that has allowed him to mature into the linebacker that he is now compared to what you saw initially? I just feel like, you know, Danny's talent, it was always there, like, since freshman year. Like, we've seen it, like, when he was on the field just making plays as a young guy. And then now I feel like the difference with him is his understanding of the game, him you know, knowing different formations, kn- knowing what's coming at him, you know, just playing fast and, um, you know, being a smarter football player than when he was when he came in. So um, just, you know, obviously, you know, I'm not there in the meetings. I'm not there in the facility. But, like, just from looking at the games and watching them and how fast he's playing, that that, that definitely stands out to me for sure. Mm-hmm. Have you have you got a chance to see a game in person yet this year? Or is this y'all's first bye week? No, nah, I haven't. It's my first bye week. Yeah. Braden, too. Yeah. Yep. Dang. Yep. Are y'all gonna be able to see a game? Uh I mean am I gonna go back up there for the game? Probably not, you know. I mean I'm trying to get back to the bay on Saturday, but I'm always tuning in. I'm always tuning in. But like like uh Nick said, I mean, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. I I'm proud of Danny and like the growth he's made. And I mean, I think Nick can attest to 
as a defensive player, just how important it is to be able to just know the game really well and be able to see everything and kind of play the game before the game is played, you know? I mean, I think that's a big part of defense, honestly. But, you know, that's I think that's overall where how our our defense in general has just grown, like everybody. Like, I think it goes, it, you know, starts with Danny and, and the linebackers, but I think it, it goes down to everybody. I think the, the safeties have improved, you know, just the safeties and DBs, corners, everything, just because they know what they're doing a little bit better. Everybody just knows the system a little bit better, and you're not seeing as many MAs, especially with a complex, like, Brent Venable system. Like, because we always hear about how, many installs and everything they got going on from Danny and Jaron. So we know that's a hard system to learn and, you know, kind of master, but just them being in the system and having guys that are, can teach young guys, it, it helps. Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all remember when we lost to Baylor and Jay Hurts stopped everybody as soon as we got off the plane? On the runway, on the tarmac. People don't forget. On people don't runway. remember that. Man. I can't let you go out like that, bro. It was definitely K State. Was it K State? Yeah, it was K State because we no. beat Baylor. It was K State. Yeah, it I was, was still thinking about earlier. It was K State. My bad. Thank you, Nito. It was K State. Twenty-one, we lost to Baylor. Yeah, K State. We're getting off the plane, and y'all tell me, and tell, y'all tell me y'all version too. We're getting off the plane, right? And normally we just walk right off the buses, like the buses are like thirty feet away from us, right? Jay Hurst is like, yo. Everybody bring it up. Now, mind you, as y'all Oklahomans know, it is windy than a mug windy. out there. Like, I'm talking like you would you would think like it's it, it's probably at least like 40 mile per hour wind. So it's hard to hear. But we all out there. It's cold. I'm pretty sure it was like, what, October it was around this time? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And Jay Hurts gives the speech of his life. I can't even remember what he said, but. I can't either, but I know he said something good. Yeah. <laughs> he said something good. Jay Hurts always has something good to say, though. Yeah. I feel like Jay Hurts' pregame speeches and the way he talks are, like, full of just Instagram quotes. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Everything that comes out of his mouth is something that Nick Saban said or something that he saw on Twitter or some motivational <laughs> speech that Eric Thomas said. You know, But it was good stuff, man. I remember the bus ride being quiet on the way back, for real. Especially on the offensive bus. It was. And that's how it should be. And we ain't news uh, another Big 12 game after that, either. Nope. Nope. Where Jay Hurts when you need him? That boy, Bong. Hey, speaking of, man, let's talk about Nito. Let's talk about Nito, man. Yo, your rookie season, you appeared in 15 games, one and a half sacks, and a tackle for loss. Um, I got a question right here for you. What was the biggest adjustment going from college to the NFL? I don't think we've had an NFL guest on here outside of Braden, obviously, but uh, he's on offense. What What's your perspective on and off the field? Yeah, I mean, like, just kind of, like, talking about, like, Danny in the same way, like, you know, I'm looking at it for me. Um, Just, you know, understanding the game. I feel like when I first came out last year, um, I never really like had like pro habits to where like I'm studying film, you know, I'm taking notes and meetings, doing all that type of stuff. Um, I didn't really like know the game like that. Um, and obviously, I mean, y'all wouldn't know with, you know, how Grinch ran his system, but like it was a lot of slanting and moving and, um, and the NFL, it's, it's not really much of that. It's just straight on playing blocks the whole time and, you know, doing that type of stuff. So, I mean. Just having that, you know, adjustment and, you know, getting over that learning curve for me was like a big thing for me, like after my rookie year, the off season. So, I mean, that's kind of been it. Just, you know, learning to be a pro, studying, doing things the right way. Mm-hmm. I remember or not. I remember. Let me give Alex credit. Alex did some research and he discovered you talking about how at OU, like you said, your obligations were limited. But you get to the league and now you're setting edges, you're spying, you're blitzing from different angles. You're doing a whole lot of different stuff that you didn't necessarily do at OU. Um, What was the biggest change that you made in between year one and year two? Um, Definitely putting on some weight for sure. Um, Last year, I feel like I played like around like 220. This year, I got up to like 240, 245 around there. So that's helped a lot so far. And then. 
um, just, you know, having a year of processing, like what offense is like to do and, you know, how I can use my abilities, you know, to to find ways to wreck, wreck games and, you know, make plays on the field. So um, just I would say mostly the film room, man. And that, that film room has, you know, done a lot for me and changed a lot for me. So. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, it, it, it's noticeable. It's noticeable. Breakthrough game, week four against the Bears. All right, you make your second start of your career. You had two and a half sacks. The following week, all right, the Broncos traded uh, Randy Gregory. All right, so then you're stepping up. All right, week five, two more sacks against the Jets. All right, so what's made uh, – how, how has your confidence grown throughout your, your, your second year? Like, it, has something clicked? Like, have you found something that's like, man, like I can actually do this and keep up and, and, and be a difference maker? Yeah, and like I always knew I felt like I had the talent to, you know, play, you know, here, but um in the NFL. But just the more snaps I got, you know, I started gaining more confidence. And then obviously, you know, as once I started making more plays, like I'm just feeling like, you know, like I'm that guy, like, you know what I'm saying? Like back at OU, like I'm making plays again. So um just going out there making plays and um you know, just seeing that I could actually do it at a high level. So it it's been really like encouraging for me to see that. Mm-hmm. Brayden, let, let's talk about you real quick. Do you feel like you're still looking for that breakout moment? Like you're still waiting on that opportunity? Or do you already <laughs> feel like you're just ready to ready to go at, at a moment's notice? Like you know you're good. Like how 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 is your mindset think, compared to what Nick just said? Man, I think that uh what Nick said is all true. I, I think that it does take a second to be able to, you know, like basically just in, expand your knowledge of the game. Like when we all came into college, there was a lot of stuff that we didn't know and a lot of stuff that we learned over the years, especially, you know, how me and you like, you know, taught each other different things and just continued to grow the older we got. And I feel like it's the same way as you go into the NFL. Like as a rookie, you know, you feel like you know a lot, but you really don't know as much, right? So just continuing to learn and get opportunities and everything like that. But but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I got a shot to get on the field, you know, the first couple of weeks and my first play was, uh, you know, a pancake. So I feel like I could get out there and I could play. Obviously, I am waiting on that, like you said, breakout moment to where I get out there and I do something special and they're like, OK, this is a guy that, you know, we can rely on and we can actually put in there to, you know, produce or whatnot, you know, still waiting on that moment. But um I would be lying if I'd said I, you know, I didn't think I could play up here because I know I can. So it's just about waiting for the opportunity. I'm on a really good team. Got a lot of good players, you know, in front of me. George Kittle, he probably end up being a, you know, Hall of Famer by the time he's all done. You know, it's all said and done for him. So, you know, just continuing to learn. And when my time comes and, you know, that name is called, just being able to go out there and produce, which, I mean, I know I can. So it's just a matter of a waiting game and staying ready, you know. Have y'all traded jerseys with anybody? Uh, I got uh, trouble. Yeah, trouble. Since we did it in pre, uh, it was preseason, so technically, like I was like, I don't even know if I'll make the team yet. So, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, trouble and I both said we're like, okay, we're gonna go to our EQs and uh, our equipment rooms and be like, hey, I want to send a jersey to you know so and so, you know, roommate stuff. So. We uh, a couple of weeks ago we decided on that, so that's probably mm -hmm. the only person uh, right now. I'm gonna get all my guys. It's just you know, got to play everybody first. <laughs> like yeah. I haven't technically even played Nick and them yet, like in a real game scenario. Yeah. So, Nick, have you exchanged a jersey with anybody? The only people have been like my teammates, really. Like so far, like I remember, um, I know me and Brian are planning to. This week, well, like three weeks from now when we play each other. Um, but him and that's really it, man. Yeah. yeah. Yo, is the NFL is really as small as, as what they say it is? Because I feel like, what, Nick, just with you alone, you're playing with, what, like six former Sooners? Samaje, yeah. Marv, Perk, Ben, Trouble. Mm-hmm. All the guys. Mm -hmm. I feel like, like it is. Because we playing Kansas City, like, last weekend. There's even, like, just as many guys there with, like, Creed, 
Wanye, Blake Bell, um, freaking who else? I'm trying to think of anybody else. There was a couple other dudes. I just can't come to mind right now, but just like all mm-hmm. like just seeing all them, it's like dang, like this it's crazy. Yeah, I feel like it is. I mean, we play – I think every week that I play someone, there's always someone that on the other team that I know, either that I play with at mm-hmm. OU or I train with. Like this week it was, you know, Cody. Like got to chop it up with Cody and C4 and, uh, you know, and uh, OB and them, you know, then the guy that I also trained with. So, But also I think that's a result of just coming from a, a good school, you know, like. I think back on our 2021 team, our 2020 team, man, like think about how many, and 2019 and 2018, I guess, all the years, but just think about how much, how much talent we played with, you know, how many guys from those teams have went pro, like, you know, it's play with a lot of great, you know, great football players. So I think that's a little bit of it too. Mm -hmm. Hey, Nick, talk about Colorado for me real quick. What what's it like living there? Have you gone to a Buffs game or anything yet? Going to go see nah, Dion? I was supposed to go. Uh, we had yeah. like a Thursday game. And we were supposed to go that Friday when they yeah. played uh, Stanford. I don't know what happened, but thank God I didn't go because I that would have been bad <laughs> if I was there to witness that. But I mean, um, I mean it's it's good weather out here. You know, obviously it snowed really bad, really bad last week. But um, for the most part, it's good weather. Obviously, you know, I want to go up there and catch a game um, for Colorado. I mean, it's a lot of, you know, good things happening with that program as well. Got to ride with the OU guys always, but it'll be good to check out a couple games for them. Yeah. Hey, this is a, a little bit off topic, but it's been something that I wanted to talk about with the you two both. Um, what has your mental health been like since you've left OU as a as a professional player because I know that although I was there for a short time uh, my mindset was a little bit different because you go from being in a locker room full of guys well I guess Nick you're familiar with your teammates because you got a few OU guys there but you know you're, you're in a locker room in college full of guys of that are that are trying to make it you know you're grinding together you guys all have the same mission right but you transition to the NFL and now you have teammates who are going home to wives after practice, going home uh, to hang with kids. You know, maybe the social aspect isn't the same anymore. Uh, money is a little bit involved. You know, players are coming and going. Uh, before we hopped on, you guys were talking about, you know, uh, one coach saying this and then another guy getting cut as soon as after he says it. W- what's that like? Um, do you guys ever feel the pressure of it all or – um, is there something that you guys are experiencing that I haven't mentioned or don't see? Uh, what What are your thoughts on just mental health in, in general, being in the NFL? Um, you know, I think that is that's a that's a good topic. I think it's a good question. Um, and I think I was I was telling my girlfriend about it uh, not too long ago. The exact things that you were saying, like. I don't think that you get as close. I'm not saying that we're not close or nothing like that, but I don't think there's a level of like closeness that you get when you're living with someone or, you know, you're seeing you like you're you, the vibe of a college locker room is a little bit different. Cause like I said, like I, I lived with like trouble and, you know, a couple of those guys, you know, I lived with Pat and everything like that. So our, our closest is a little bit different than guys that I have in the locker room right now. Um, you know, and like you said, like a lot of guys have kids, some guys have wives, like not everybody trying to, you know, when it's, when practice is done, everybody going home, you know what I'm saying? Everybody going to their respective cribs, everybody got their own cribs, not too many guys have roommates, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. I think the biggest thing for me is just, uh, just being patient. I think it's a, it's a different game up, uh, up at the NFL level Like you know, you're so used to playing football and, Everybody has fallen in love with football and the pure game of football, like being out on the field, getting sacks, scoring touchdowns, catching the ball, tackling, whatever. But then when you get up to the NFL, it's a lot more everything else that's involved, like a lot more politics, a lot more outside stuff. And I think for me personally, I think that has been one thing that I have kind of been annoyed with at the next level is just how much other stuff it is aside from ball 
don't get me wrong. It's cool and all because like there's there's always pros and cons, right? Like there's pros and cons. I'm going to go to class, all that other stuff. But there's also just a lot more politics into this, you know, and it, sometimes that's annoying because you, you just feel like, man, I just want to go out and play ball and that's it, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that's probably the only thing I would say. That's a good point in terms of the, the, the additives, you know, there's so many more hands in the pot, you know, and, and at OU, it's everybody within that building, you know, but at the next level, it's the team, it's the coaches, yeah, yeah. the you owners. You got front offices, you got, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got front offices, you got coaching staffs. A lot of times they don't be on different pages. The way that, you know, people get, Active and inactive is weird in the NFL because you can only dress 47. You got 53 on the, you know what I'm saying, on the active. Uh, and then you got, you know, practice squad guys being brought up. And it's just a whole bunch of plug and play type of deals. It's just a, it's just a lot going on. And it's just like, man, like, boys, mm-hmm. boys are just trying to ball, you know. I think, honestly, that that's a good point. That's, that's a good point. And uh, this may sound... I'm going to say this jokingly, but it's real talk. So priority free agent, all right, Braden, seventh round, Nick, second round, okay? There's a little bit there's, – there's a, there's a big difference in that, and I'll let you talk on it as much as you want or not at all, but um, what, what else can you add to the conversation or what do you agree with or disagree with or have you experienced the pressure of possibly being replaced as a second-round pick? Um, what are your thoughts on the situation? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's like, yeah, I'm a second round pick. And, you know, obviously, like, I'm not naive. Like, I'll get a lot more opportunities than like some of the other guys that would get drafted behind me or whatever. But that would never, you know, take me off the table of getting replaced next year in the draft or in free agency or anything like that. So, I mean, that's kind of like another part of the mental aspect of it is like every year and like really every day, every game, like, you're like putting on for your resume. Like you're showing not only for your team, but like all 32 teams that, you know, mm-hmm. you can fill a spot on the 53 man roster. So, I mean, that kind of gets you like, you know, every day it's like, okay, if I have a bad day, like, you know, what's going to happen? Like, are they going to, you know, not play me? Are they going to, you know, do whatever? Um, So, you know, that's definitely one major part of it. Another part of it that, you know, Braden sort of kind of talked about, but like, I'm going to go on the opposite side of it is um, when he was talking about just everybody, you know, going their separate ways and doing what they do in the league where I feel like, you know, I have struggled with, obviously you haven't really yet. Cause at least I don't know anybody that's been um, moved around in your group or whatever, but um, just the two years that I've been in Denver, just, you know, losing friendships. I feel like um, a lot of guys about, you know, group, like, especially like, you know, last year with, Bradley Chubb getting traded, you know, he was my guy. He was, you know, a big, good vet for me. Um, and then, you know, when he got traded, I was hurt. I ain't going to lie. Him, um, when they let go of Randy this year, Frank Clark, you know, all, all those guys, you know, they were really good guys and um, definitely hurt, like, to see them go. So, you know, that part of it where it's like you want to you wanna be able to be close with your teammates, you want to be able to be friends with them, but, like, knowing at the end of the day, like, I mean, at the end of the day, like, nobody's job is safe, like, any given yeah. day, they can be gone. So um, that kind of, you know, messes with you a little bit. But like like Brett says, you know, it's a business at the end of the day, and you got to know mm-hmm. that's what comes with it. Hey, let's talk about that some more because I feel like this is, this is well worth the conversation. Because of the transactionary aspect of players coming and going, do you guys ever feel a numbness? aspect to getting to know someone you know like you're like uh, man you're probably only gonna be here for a week or man you're, you know it ain't even worth my time for real like does does that come into factor and maybe affect the locker room because of that have you guys uh, experienced that in, in any aspect i don't feel that way i feel like yeah. I, i've made some good relationships some good friendships um you know regardless of whatever has happened but it just kind of, when you said numbness, I perked up because, like, you do get a numbness to losing people, if that makes sense. Like, when someone's cut, you just like, oh, yep, there goes another one. 
Yeah. Just kind of sometimes you just like, man, I'm just glad it's not me, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. you're like, yeah, just yeah. glad I, my spot's secure, you know? But like, you do kind of get a numbness to it because, like, bro, the the two lockers that are on side of me, bro, they've been, I mean, I got Bosa on one side and that locker is going to be secure, right? Yeah. But on yeah. this other side, this left locker, there have been about three people <laughs> in that locker. And now it's it's Randy Gregory, like, you know, and he's just playing with Nick, you know. So I, I do feel yeah. like you do get a little bit of a, like a numbness to guys, like, you know, leaving and, you know, you just kind of having to sing goodbyes. Because, I mean, I did have, we had a practice squad tight end that I was real close with. And, you know, he got, he got cut just because he was a veteran player and we had to make room and you can only have so many vets on the, you know, practice squad or whatnot. And so now he's at Minnesota. So not numbness to making friends, but numbness to, you know, mm -hmm. seeing people leave, I guess. Hey, Nick, can you talk about this for me? So you came, do you remember how many rookies you came in with? Pretty much, yeah. Do you, like, can you give me a number? What was it like 20-something? Yeah, I would definitely say around 20-something. Okay, so uh, of the rookies you came in with, how many are left? Can't be that many because we don't have that many. No. We just got drafted. Dang, that's on the team right now. Probably with definitely less than ten, and we probably came in with like, like you said, twenty. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Jeez. yeah, because they they the next year. I mean, they trying to replace your ass. Like, not my fault. I don't know if I can say that, but um, they trying to replace you, bro. Like, so I mean, there's been guys, whether it's been like suspensions or just mm -hmm. they got their job took or you know whatever the situation is. Just that number from my last year class got cut down a lot. So, yeah, I ask because, as you know, they tell us when we get the OU, look around. Only about a third of you will be left after you graduate, and here you are saying half of you, half of your squad, probably almost two thirds of your squad, is gone after less than two years. So, I mean, after a couple uh, months, yeah, I think yeah, we already really. had half. Mm -hmm. I mean, here we Nick started I same way, I think. And like, it's just funny because you have rookie developments, right? right. You have rookie developments. Then you have you start off with like all these people like during OTAs and stuff where you have to stay there because you're a rookie and everything. You're looking mm -hmm. around, you're like, there's a pretty good number in this class. I mean, in this, you know, in this room. And then like a couple of weeks ago, we had a rookie development. I'm like, it's like nine. Oh, it's <laughs> like nine of us live. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, it's just really all the draft picks, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Like two undrafted guys, but it's really just all the draft picks that, you know. Y'all need a fullback? Come on. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I ain't in shape no more. I get out there and pull a hamstring. Man. Uh, I ain't gonna lie, Jay Hall. Yeah. The Raiders, I saw their fullback go down the other day. And, you know, it's 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 a little messy over there. I don't know what they yeah. got going on, but you get in on someone's good side, you might be able to sneak in there. Hey, man. Hey, man. Tell him pull up my highlights, man. I can do that thing. <laughs> I can do that thing. Hey, Nick, nah, you, you've been a great guest so far. I probably kept you a little bit longer than I, I, I said I would. But, um, bro, I, I got another question for you. So, um, everybody knows, second round pick. Um, talk, talk to us about money just a little bit what what has been the most satisfying thing that you've been able to do with the money that you've made thus far you can share you don't have to share but i think i think you might have something yeah i mean just like i mean being able to you know go from college where we getting those monthly stipends and i'm paying my rent and i'm like damn like there's only this much left like and i'm just, like struggling to where like I don't know if I want to buy groceries or I'm just taking all the waters from the facility and bringing it home and all that stuff to where like now it's like I'm able to like live comfortably, like not, I mean, obviously you want to worry about your money and not spend too much, but like, you know, I can comfortably spend money and not have to like think twice about it. So, I mean, 
just you know having that satisfaction has kind of been like the best day especially like knowing from college you know how he was are you looking at your statements and like what they're taking out and everything oh no i look at it everything like i'll be like i'll spend something at mcdonald's and i'll be like all right let me go check like you know what's going on in my bank account like how much yeah. am i spending like what have i been spending lately so like, i'm a big it's money freak, like, like Man, that's so good to hear. It sounds like you're doing a way better job than Braden is already. <laughs> wow. Look at that. That's look at crazy. that. Beef. That's crazy. You know how I am about my money. <laughs> I'm checking every statement. I'm sitting there looking up like, man, ain't no way. What does UDP mean on this, uh, that yeah. they took out? What does that mean? <laughs> oh, man. Bro, I, I just... I just thought about it. Y'all are like in one of the highest state tax brackets in the United States, oh. actually. Oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know Uncle you. Sam. Know. <laughs> Uncle Sam, the closest gangster is, man. Uncle oh, Sam, you going us bad out here. Well, I, I remember one of our, our vet quarterbacks was like, he came to us. He's like, hey, did, did y'all take a hit? We're like, oh, yeah, a little bit. He's like, ain't no way it should be. <laughs> He's like, I gotta go talk to the people, man. I gotta go talk to the front office. I'm like, hey, I don't blame you. The first time I got my check, I was about to take my tail up there and see what's going on. I'm like, nah, this ain't right. The lady, hey, the like, financial lady man. said, I be making this much money and I ain't making that much money. <laughs> man, she said that was gross. She ain't say the net. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, Nick, have uh, have you played overseas yet? I don't think I checked the schedule. Yeah, last year we played uh, in London. How how was that? Like, how how was the the process for all that? It was up and down because like, obviously the flight is terrible because it's like nine or ten hours. I forgot how how long it was, but it was long. And you know, y'all get the ones with the beds in it, or no, no, no. That's that's like starters and vets. The rookies had to sit in the oh, regular seats in the back. Oh, so man. you can imagine how bad that flight was, and then. Mm -hmm. Just getting there, the jet lag with you being on different time zones, you know, and uh, I'm just like falling asleep early, like all this stuff, like waking up late to go to meetings like twice that week. And not only me, but, like a lot of other people on the team. So, I mean, it was a rough week, but uh, eventually it got good, like during the game, because that's when I got my first sack. So, uh, yeah, it ended up being a good week for sure. Yeah. Well, what was that check like? Honestly, it was good because uh, I don't think they taxed me crazy. I don't think they taxed really? me crazy, but I mean, hmm. it was pretty good. Hmm. Hey, well, your boy playing Florida this uh, this next week after the bye, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, Thank you like Florida. Hey man, small plug right here, but you know I'm open. I'm opening up my own branch with Edward Jones. They're an investing company. If you ever got any questions, <laughs> holler at me. Small plug. Hey, but nah, Nick, man, you've been great, bro. I know for y'all, I, I told him, I told Nick 15, 20 minutes, but I knew that wasn't going to happen. So, <laughs> hey, we're, we're going to let you go, man. We know you got a flight tomorrow in the morning, but uh, we appreciate you, man. Thank you so yes, much. Sir, man. Yes, appreciate y'all having me. Man. Shout out to our boy Nick, man. All right, y'all, wrapping things up real quick. Braden, Oklahoma, number nine, college football playoffs. Ohio State one, Georgia two, Michigan three, Florida State four. All undefeated. What are your thoughts? Go. I think that uh, all the guy, all the teams that are supposed to be in there right now are are in there. I think that there's still a lot of ball to be played. Uh, and number nine doesn't define us, as BV says. Uh, there's still a lot of ball to play you know that that is a a big blemish on our, our our resume though you know so you know my only advice to the fellas would be we got to blow everybody else out if we trying to you know get that nod but um you know what now being in the field and knowing the playoffs i think that i can't wait till the the playoffs are expanded in college because i think that you might get better results than you think giving a hungry, you know what I'm saying, outsider team a chance to be able to fight their way into a national championship like it happens in the NFL. So I can't wait for that mm -hmm. to happen. But as of right now, with how it's, you know, set up, I think everybody that's in there, 
it, you know, deserves to be in there. And I think we just got to not worry about all that. Keep on fighting. And I mean, like most years, we might look up and we might be in there. So. Mm-hmm. No, I think you got a good point, bro. At first, when I looked at it, I was like, hmm, honestly, I don't know if Oklahoma deserves to be nine because we were ranked. We, we lost to an unranked Kansas. You know, you got Penn State who lost to a ranked Georgia, yep. you know, or not Georgia, Ohio State. Ohio State. Penn State lost yep. to Ohio State, uh, I yep. think, 20 to 17 or 20 to 13 or 2012. 2013. Yeah, 2013. Um, so, uh, honestly, in, in my opinion, I think that the college football committee was a little bit more gracious this year than I think they've been in years past towards Oklahoma. I don't know. I don't know. I'm definitely an Oklahoma guy, and I can I understand both sides. But I, honestly, I thought we we're going to be somewhere around 10 to 15, like really 12 to 15 with Penn State yeah. above us. Um, and uh, let's see. Oh, I just had it pulled up. Hold on. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I think we do at times look like a really good team. And so I think mm-hmm. they're rewarding us for that. But at the same time, if we're being real, Sooner Nation, the chances of them giving the nod to a one-loss OU, chan- OU team, it's not going to happen unless we really assert ourselves, you know? So, yeah. you know, they they gave us the nod because – we have been playing well and, you know, we look improved and everything. But mm-hmm. at the same time, if we want to get to not, the not, the same nod into the playoffs, we're going to have to make it known that, like, you know, we're, we're going to have to make some noise on the back yeah. end of the season. Yeah. The Texas game, it, it seems like the Texas game held a lot of weight in this decision, especially especially because Texas beat Bama. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what the future looks like. Um, point blank period have to get down to Dallas, have to win the Big 12 championship, have to, you know, have to keep going. Have to, yep. have to, have to. Like you said. Next year against the wall now. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sooner Nation, that's all we have for this episode of the podcast. Show up and show out to the game this weekend. That's all we got. Be Willie, it's been a beautiful episode of having you as my partner, buddy. I appreciate it. Same here. Likewise. All right, y'all. Deuces.